Welcome to Seed to Scale. We're four investors with backgrounds as founders who met at the engineering school at the University of Pennsylvania. Tim Young. Nahal Mehta. Hadley Harris. Vic Singh. We started ENIAC in 2009. With more than 80 years of combined experience building our own companies. We now lead seed rounds and bold founders who use code to create transformational companies. Starting a company from the ground up is really hard. In this podcast, we'll be having conversations with some of the most interesting founders, investors, and influencers. About the ins and outs of building an early stage company. We talk about it all. Funding, growth, and everything it takes to build a lasting business. Hey everybody, it's Nahal, co-founder of ENIAC. Today I'm sitting in the studio, the Anchor Studio, with Jenny Fielding, a dear friend, former founder, investor, and most recently the newly appointed MD of Techstars in New York City. If we give them the exposure, that's going to actually change the demographic of who's starting companies and who's going to work at tech companies. Techstars is a worldwide network that helps entrepreneurs accelerate their companies through programming, mentorship, and funding. Jenny's been involved with Techstars for almost five years. Now, Jenny has major plans to double, triple down on her commitment and Techstars commitment to New York City Tech, and we're super, super excited to have her on. Um, again, she's she's one of uh, the the you know dear friend and and best energies that we love to collaborate with uh, in this ecosystem. So, welcome to the show, Jenny. Hi, Nihal. So, tell us about your story, your background, and what kind of brought you where you are today. Um, so born and raised in New York and have had, you know, somewhat of a wandering path. In 2006, I started um, a startup, which was um, definitely not part of my DNA. I don't think it was uh, what what people thought I was going to do. But I had an idea and I had passion and I kind of went for it. And as I was building this company, pretty much everyone said, you know, you're crazy. You're building a tech company. You got to go out to San Francisco. And so I spent some time out in San Francisco and realized that that just wasn't the place I wanted to build my company. So um, really doubled down on building it here. And it was quite hard, you know, in my apartment, felt very isolating. Anyway, we made it work. Um, and that really was kind of my first foray into, um, into entrepreneurship, into being a founder and kind of set the rest of, you know, the rest of my life on its trajectory. You know, one of the things we hear a lot of in this community is, you know, every founder that you interact with, they they never forget you. You're very, you know, compassionate, caring, but like extremely effective. You understand exactly kind of what they need. Talk about maybe, I don't know, your ability to, to make these connections or like wh- where that comes from. And by the way, that's something that I've heard, again, not just one or once or twice, but dozens of times that, you, you know, founders love you for that. So I think, that this concept of being an investor is, is really interesting. I, I do put money into companies, and I've invested in over 100 companies at this point. But I don't really call myself that or really think of myself as that. I think of myself as a founder whose mission it is mm. to help other founders. You know, the way that that manifests is, is really more of like a coach, a friend, a mentor. Um, and so that's, that's what I'm passionate about, and that's what I think I'm really good at. And so part of that is around building community, um, is around helping and, um, you know, being part of the network. And so when I meet passion, passionate, you know, incredible founders, 
um, like Sanjay, like I just want to help. And so I try, you know, to do everything I can to um, to help. And really what that means is surrounding them with resources, right? Mm. And so sometimes that's talent or a co-founder and sometimes that's an investor. You know, I really just like look at every founder that, that comes my way and, and try to identify like how can I help? And those are those are in different ways. What's your vision now for the core New York program moving forward? I know there's some changes that you plan to make, you know, two classes to one, et cetera. But what's your kind of vision uh, going forward? Yeah, so I've always been a builder. Um, So I've I've really, what I've enjoyed about Techstars is I've been able to build different um, different programs, different verticals. Um, And so I was able to build our, you know, our FinTech program, um, our IoT and hardware program, worked a little bit on our healthcare program as well. And so I see, you know, taking over New York as really, you know, building something um, that has, you know, an incredible legacy, as you said, you know, Mm -hmm. Alex ran an amazing program, David Tisch before him. Mm -hmm. Um, And so now it's, you know, taking that and moving it to the next level. And I think that it fits, um, it fits in well with some of the stuff that Techstars is doing at a broader scale. So Techstars has, um, you know, when we say like, we like to be um, helping founders from inspiration to IPO. I think we've really done a great job on the accelerator side, mm-hmm. and now we're trying to fill in the gaps with some other pieces, right? And so, you know, now we run Startup Weekend, so that's you mm-hmm. know really at the inspiration level. Mm-hmm. We've recently launched something called the Studio, um, which is really working with second-time founders to help them build companies. And so, you know, my vision for New York is, you know, how can we help fill in some of those pieces here? Um, so that we can really touch entrepreneurs at all at all levels, right? And so sometimes they're not ready for an accelerator, and that's great. We still want to help them. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes um, you know they don't need an accelerator because potentially you know they're they're pretty far along, and we still want to be part of that. Mm-hmm. So my vision is you know to create something bigger than we run an accelerator and it happens for three months, or we run a startup weekend, but we really have like an entrepreneurial ecosystem. Um, that can support founders um, at all levels. You said in in a blog post in December, you know, you're, con- you're fully convinced that the next wave of great companies will be built in New York City. Uh, you know, you're one of the, you know, loudest cheerleaders I think of of New York Tech. And what's your, uh, you know, what's your current take on the scene here? Um, and you know. What are the challenges or uh, you know inflection points that will will we'll need to you know challenges to overcome to keep growing the uh, the community here? Yeah, so you know going back to two thousand six and and everyone saying you know Jenny, if you're going to build a tech company, you should go out to the West Coast. And I thought, well, this is kind of crazy. New York has so much, right? We have mm. access to a great you know talent. We have you know access to markets and customers. Um, you know, why, why can't you build companies here? And then, you know, as that started to change, people would say, okay, well, yeah, you can build a company there, but it should probably be in media or e-com mm-hmm. or fashion. And again, that's kind of crazy. We have, you know, people, we have such diversified community here. We have such incredible resources. Um, it is so international. Why do we just need to build in those verticals? So we're starting to see it open up. Mm-hmm. Um, when I started the IoT and hardware program, everyone said, well, hard tech, you know, not here, mm-hmm. out west or maybe in Boston. Um, and so, you know, now we have something in Brooklyn called the New Lab, which is actually, you know, one of the most incredible hard tech resources, mm. I think, in the world. We're seeing, you know, pockets of of, um, of hard tech now really taking root. So I guess what I'm excited about New York is we've now um, really proved ourselves around different verticals, right? Mm-hmm. 
this is a great place for prop tech and real estate tech. This is an incredible place for fintech. You know, now hard tech is really coming um, as well as kind of all the ones that you expect to be in New York. Mm. So I think as we get more diversified and tech companies deciding to, to build companies here, um, you know, it's just going to be a stronger place um, all around. So amazing. And, and we're seeing it change. Quite, yeah. quite rapidly. I mean, like hard tech is, is a great example. You know, there was there was a, like MakerBot in Brooklyn. There was definitely some stuff going on early. Mm -hmm. um, but now we're really seeing kind of thriving communities that are starting up here around all these verticals. So Jenny, tell us about uh, the community powered venture fund uh, and what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, so um, got together with a few um, founders, people who had built companies in New York last year and started thinking about um, a few things that were going on that we noticed in New York. One was that the seed funds seemed to be investing slightly later. And the other was that, you know, on the West Coast, a lot of, um, a lot of uh, founders were kind of investing in the next generation of, um, of entrepreneurs um, when they had a little liquidity and sometimes when they didn't even have, but it was just, it's kind of like part of the ethos, part of the culture. Mm. We noticed in New York, it just wasn't happening as much. Um, so we got together with about 50 um, founders, people that had built, you know, some of the iconic companies here, founders of Casper and um, and Handy and One Medical and Meetup and just said, like, what if we pooled our capital um, to invest in all the great companies that are coming out of New York? Um, so we created something called The Fund um, and kind of picked that name because we thought, you know, it would be this kind of funny thing. Like, Wait, what's The Fund called? <laughs> it's called The Fund. No, no, The Fund. <laughs> what's the name of The Fund? Yeah, it's The Fund. Ah, yeah. Who's on first? <laughs> exactly. Um, and we call it community powered because we don't do really any outbound. Um, all of our deal flow comes from those 50 um, founders in New York. And we run it all um, on a Slack channel where people submit deals and decks and there's like lively discussion about these deals. Um, and then we have um, an investment committee that decides. And we've become quite active. So in the 11 months uh, that we've been around, we've done 28 deals. Um, so we, um, you know, we're really doubling down on New York and excited, um, excited to be investing in early stage. So obviously, you spent some time teaching at Columbia, and the university interface, I think, with New York Tech, is has been kind of interesting. I feel like it's kind of like almost like arm's length type of relationship, or it has been compared to, you know, Stanford and Silicon Valley. You know, obviously we have incredible schools here, uh, Columbia, NYU, Fordham. Talk about maybe your experience teaching and, and what the relationship could be, how can it be enhanced to further augment, I guess, the tech community? Yeah, so I think you're right. I think universities here... Um, maybe rested on their laurels a little bit much about being, you know, academic or having Ivy League or, you know, there was just there was just something that I don't feel like they jumped in early enough. Um, but I feel like that has really changed. Mm. Like what's happening at NYU is pretty incredible. Frank running all of his labs there, Dave Lerner at Columbia. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, these people are just pushing every which way. And I think one of the things that they're doing, which is really unique, is that they're uniting all of the different schools under the university. Mm -hmm. um, and so that 
really that fragmentation, I think um, we haven't seen that, that fragmentation really has um, inhibited a lot of, um, of innovation and a collaboration. I think now they're really uniting, whether it's the engineering school now talking to the law school, now talking to the business school. And so I think um, that has been um, that's been a little bit of friction. And I really see that changing right now. Um, I was, you know, uh, I'm a um, alumni of Columbia University, and you know, for for many years, I was like, why isn't Columbia doing more? Um, and you know, to their credit, you know, after after being a little bit vocal for a while, um, they invited me to to teach a class there. Um, and I'd always done a little bit in business schools, but but really to undergrads. And so I'm really excited. And the thing that I love to talk about is um, really building a pipeline and um, starting, um, you know, talking to found, you know, talking to potential founders really early on, which is I think you know starts undergrad and before. Um, so I can tell you a story when I taught my first class at Columbia. Students started coming up to me and saying, hey, um, you know, I'm supposed to go work at, you know, Goldman Sachs this summer, but I'd rather come work at Techstars, right? And so these were actually the students that approached me happened to be, um, happened to be women. And, you know, they had, they just weren't really exposed to anything in tech, right? And so it was this very kind of exciting moment that if we expose them to other areas that mm. I had no exposure to, I took a very traditional path. I mm -hmm. went to law school and kind of did everything that people told me I was supposed to do. Do, mm -hmm. If we give them the exposure, that's going to actually change the demographic of who's starting companies and yep. who's going to work at tech companies. Um, so that was um, a, a moment where a light bulb went off. If where you I can't was see like, it, you can't be it. Exactly. And so, you know, we always talk about, you know, diversity and, you know, in, in our, our programs at Techstars, we always want more diverse founders. But I think as managing directors, we're always thinking about who's the 10 companies I need to get for this summer. And the truth is, it's too late by then. Mm -hmm. There's there's some things we can do, but we need to start earlier. We need to start, you know, getting in front of students and really, you know, helping them at those earlier um, at those earlier stages that we can inspire them to become founders, to yep. start companies, and give yep. them the resources. And that's really going to help with, you know, diversity and inclusivity. Very cool. What's keeping you up at night these days? <laughs> um, so. I think one of the things that I've been thinking about is, um, you know, there's so much money in the ecosystem right now, um, and you know, valuations are are quite high. And so my question, you know, to myself and my founders is, um, you know, how do you do what's right for you and your company, and also um, have a have a sustainable business? So I guess when I think about investing, um, you know. It's kind of a philosophical question: Do I want to sit on the sidelines because things seem overpriced, or do I want to, you know, be part of it? So I guess um, when it comes to investing, that's what keeps me up at night. All right, we're gonna jump into a lightning round. Um, so just say kind of the first few things that come to your mind, and we'll kick it off with another sound effect. What is the best part about being an investor? Uh, meeting with incredible, passionate, intelligent, wonderful founders every day. Like, it's such a privilege to do that every day. What's the most challenging part of your day? Saying no all the time. Um, so as much as, hmm. you know, you try to help, you have to say no all the time. How do you maintain work-life balance? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> what are you most excited about these days? 
New York City. So, you know, excited about what's happening here, all the momentum, and like thrilled to just be part of it. Number one reason early stage companies fail? Well, they fail because people don't want to buy your product. But I think the subtext of that is, um, you know, if you are listening to, to the signals and the data, you know, pivot faster. Um, and that gives you more chances. Best book you've read recently? So I just came back from New Zealand. That was an endless flight. And um, on that flight, I read many books. But the one that really got me through the, the hard, long, uh, long flight was um, Bad Blood. Yep. So um, it was definitely a page turner, but it really just made me think a lot about um, about integrity and how, you know, how we we look at founders and the traits that we look at. Hmm. What is the best TV series you're watching right now? You know, I'm not a TV person, but I'm a podcast person. So mm -hmm. I just listened to Making Obama, mm -hmm. um, which is also, I think, before it was Making uh, Oprah. I haven't listened to that one before, but it goes into kind of the formative years in Chicago and like super inspiring of, um, of you know, early beginnings. Uh, well, Jenny, we really appreciate your time today. You know, we, we appreciate your friendship and uh, everything you're doing for the tech community. We look forward to to continue to collaborate you know we've done we've invested in a number of incredible tech service companies that that you had a hand in as well uh alloy outlet uh kitchen made localytics um and many more to come we look forward to you know really continue to to, to build the community here with you and and do a lot more together um people can find you on twitter at je fielding That's uh, and of course uh at Techstars. Thank you so much. This is great. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Make sure to follow C to Scale and subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts. Jenny, press that button. <laughs> Thank you, everybody.